Today's episode is really just going to be me venting about something that upset me. So, you know, consider that your warning. Stay if you'd like. Go if you'd like. But that's what today is about. So, a little backstory. A year ago, I moved from the East Coast to the West Coast. Now, I didn't want to move from being in the East Coast directly to Los Angeles because I don't know the area. I don't I didn't know much to to just move somewhere. So my boyfriend got a job in an area called the Inland Empire. It's like an hour plus away from Los Angeles. And so we kind of just based everything off the fact that okay, he has a job, he's an offer letter. So we need to plan our life around that. So I was working in hotels at the time. I applied to the same brand of hotels that I worked for in Florida and they had one opening in a hotel in the area close by to where he got his job. And so we decided, okay, we need to find somewhere to live in this general area, in this vicinity. And so we ended up signing a lease for an apartment in in Upland. And the apartment is called Stone Ridge Apartments. And When I tell you that it was literally the worst apartment or dwelling, because I've lived in single family homes, townhomes, apartments, it was the worst place I have ever lived. And I hope that by making this video, I can save anyone from the stress of living somewhere like that. So first and foremost, the, the way the rent is set up is it's like if you sign a 13-month lease, obviously, it's not cheaper, but you just you break up the payments a little bit more. So we signed a 13-month lease. So everything was fine, I think, for the first few months. I want to say like the first three months, I had very little to complain about. Nothing in the scope of like, wow, it sucks to live here yet, right? So um, one of the first problems that we ran into was that our neighbors would leave their dogs home all day. I mean, 12 hours plus. And I know this because um, I quit my job at the hotel within like the first three months of us living there, so... I quit my job, like, literally off rip. Um, So I started mostly just taking French interpreting calls because I'm a medical interpreter over the phone. So I started just doing that from home. And so I'm home all day taking interpreting calls. Like, that's my job. I... That's my job. I work from home. So I'm working from home... And not long after we moved in, a couple across the hall moved in. And they would go to work 
all day. I'm talking like 12 hours. They would be gone. And I would just hear their dog barking all day, nonstop. From the moment they left for work to the moment they got back, the dog would bark. And I'm, I'm on interpreting calls, you know? So I have to mute myself every time or try to go into the furthest corner of the room because this dog just won't stop barking. And, you know, I understand the dog's bark, but this dog was barking like all day. Like that can't even be good for the dog. So I called the apartment complex and I was like, hey, can you get in touch with this owner? Because their dog is like, it's freaking out. It's been like, this is the second day in a row where the dog is just barking all day. And then they go, they call me and we're like, oh, well, the owner said that um, they got the dog during the pandemic and now they have to go back to work. So the dog's just not used to, um, the dog's not used to being home alone. So like, sorry about that. I'm like, okay, but like, you know, maybe get dog sitter, have someone come check on the dog, like maybe work out. Like, why would y'all get a dog? And just, you just thought you were never going to go back to work, sis. Like, Anyway, it's not my place to judge, but I was just like, y'all need to do something because some people do work from home. I let you guys know this when I applied for the apartment and you said, oh yeah, our community is super quiet because you know, it's in the suburbs or whatever. Not the case. So then the problem starts with another dog, totally separate dog, uh, living directly across. Like we have a patio And there's another apartment building right in front of our patio. And they have a patio. So our patios are facing. And so they start leaving their dog outside all day. And so like any dog who has been left out in the sweltering heat with all these unfamiliar sounds coming from every direction, that dog barks all day. And I was like, you know what, whatever. I just complained about this other dog barking all day. Let me not. But then it started to become like the summer months. And in the Inland Empire, the summer is brutal. Brutal. It's hot. It's like 100 degrees, like almost every day in the Inland Empire in the summer. And they had this poor dog out on that balcony with no kind of shade to hide under, just like out in the sweltering heat day after day after day, and then the dog started barking at night, and I was like, look, either y'all do something, or I'm calling animal control, because it can't be, like, legal to leave a dog outside in the heat all day, and they just didn't care, so I told my complex, like, y'all got one more time, or I'm calling animal control, and I'm telling them that y'all are complacent in this, because this is also, like, a noise violation, you can't be, you can't have your dog barking all night starting at from midnight to like 4 a.m like i'm sorry what i understand that okay maybe y'all can't accommodate me working from home there's always going to be noise at home like even now where i am i'm in a new apartment it's amazing i love it here but i think they're like fixing something they're fixing something and so sometimes i hear drilling and stuff like that but they sent me an email you know they let me know that there's going to be noise today. And also, it's not every day. It's like, you know, sometimes you got to drill in the wall because something went wrong. That's understandable. These dogs were every day. So, yeah, I told them, like, if that dog is outside in that heat for one more day, I'm calling animal control. And so after that, they did not 
leave the dog outside anymore. I think that really hit home because I mean, I was on, I was, I had it drafted. I had a letter drafted, ready to send it to animal control, but I didn't end up having to do that. And luckily they took their dog inside because like, why do you have a dog if you're treating it like this? It's not, it's not a garden gnome. It can't spend all day outside. Like it's a part of your family. You know, when it's a hundred degrees outside, it doesn't need to be outside. You're not outside. You're inside in the cool air conditioning, living your best life, drinking an iced tea while this dog is out in the sweltering heat. For what? Anyway, then I think the real problem that just didn't sit right in my soul was the roaches. So I would like to preface this by saying I'm very clean. I'm meticulous. My African mora beat it into me okay she did she did you didn't you didn't dare leave a spoon in that woman's sink overnight because she was kicking the door in in the morning and i'm talking four in the morning because this woman liked to go on early morning walks so you come outside and watch that spoon you left in her sink right so i'm conditioned to be clean and these roaches were relentless and I'm talking like, what was crazy was, it was every kind of roach. I was fighting different species of roaches all at the same time. And it didn't matter how clean we kept the apartment. I mean, we never left food out. We didn't leave water standing. I wiped down the counters every day. I swept and swiffered the floor every day. I vacuumed every day. I dusted, like, I kept that apartment clean. And no matter what I did, there were roaches. I mean, everywhere. like everywhere they also so i paid for pest control as part of my you know bills for living in that complex and i would live if i have so many emails of me requesting the pest control to come because it didn't matter how many times i got pest control to come these roaches would not disappear they would be they would still be running around the entire house day and night and i'm like what kind of roaches are these that they're running around during the day? I read that roaches are nocturnal and they only come out at night and they know it's nighttime because y'all, we make less noise. So like the fact that they were running around during the day, like it was rampant. We tried bug bombs. We tried those little plastic things that you put in the corner that they're supposed to eat and it's supposed to kill their brood. We got the people to come spray. It got to the point that their exterminator came so often that one time he came, he was like, look, he told me, I've seen your place. Obviously, you're a very clean person. But there's nothing we can do to stop the roaches from crawling up the drains and into our apartments. And I'm telling you, when I, I, I started to try to plug the drains in the kitchen, in the bathroom, in, in that little bathroom in between the room and the, and the bathroom. And there was just literally, there were always roaches. Always. There was just nothing to be done. I, I feel like I'm traumatized. I legitimately feel like those roaches traumatized me because now I can't, I can't stop looking to make sure that there are no roaches lurking in my vicinity because that was just my reality for so long was that I was constantly trying to look and see if there were roaches in a corner on the ground, in the cracks of the doors, you know, because they like to hide in like dark places. And even now, like, this is a very nice apartment complex. Like, 
I haven't seen like we got little bugs, um, little little flies, I think. But that's about it. They don't bite or anything. And, and they're not they're not roaches like they're easy to kill. I have a little like illuminated glue trap that they fly right into and they don't bother nobody. So it's just like I'm legitimately traumatized every time I I look at the corners of my closets when I open them. If I'm sitting on the toilet, I'm like. You know, just like waiting. Because one when I used to live in the other apartment, one would just pop up. I'd be like, what up, ho? I live here too. What you doing? Gotta take a shit. That's fine. That's cool. Like, it was bad. It was bad. Up until the very last day that we left. We left. We continued to pay rent and utilities on an apartment that we didn't live in for a month and a half. Because we were so determined to get the fuck out of there like I I was like I don't even care I, I know it's an L but I have I can't live here for the sake of my mental health I cannot live here and even the last day when we were packing up so when we were packing up I refused to use cardboard boxes because I read that roaches like to eat the cornstarch or whatever that's in the glue that keeps cardboard boxes together so if you have a roach problem and you need to move, do not use cardboard boxes because you will just bring the roaches and all their little eggs because they like to lay their eggs in that too from your last place to your new place. So don't do not do that. But um, yeah, so I had to forego every cardboard box and I'm the type of person who likes to keep the boxes of things that I buy just in case I need to move and I need a box that it fits in. But I had to throw out every box I had ever saved because I knew for a fact that they were crawling with roaches. And we had a, a cardboard box in my, we had only ever seen one roach in the bedroom ever the whole year we lived there. So that was the only like saving grace, I guess you could say. I only saw one roach. But when we were moving out, when we were moving out, there was one cardboard box left in the bed, in the bedroom closet because it had like, I think like a, like a little tiny guitar in it or something like a gift guitar like really small and in my in the back of my head I was like yo that thing is probably full of roaches like I can't wait to throw it out and so I had moved some stuff around in that closet while we were cleaning and it just felt like I was standing with my back face in the closet I was like why do I feel like I need to turn around and I turned around and there was this just like mega roach sitting at the top corner of where the doors meet meets the where the door meets the wall just like and it was almost like defiant. Like it saw us and it wasn't scared. It was like, oh, what's up? And I was like, see, that's probably a mother roach protecting her babies inside of that disgusting cardboard box, probably crawling with her children. So yeah, I had to pack all my stuff into clear containers. I had, we had to use this like spray can to spray anything like the 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 music, um, what is it called? There's like, we have this speaker. It's like a long speaker. All the speakers, the TV compartments, the printer, like I had to meticulously go over all of my stuff to make sure that it didn't have any roaches on it because that's how bad it was. I had to put all my stuff in clear boxes or in clear containers. Um, when we did get here, we left our stuff in the clear containers for like three days before we opened it so that if anything was inside, it would be suffocated. Anything that wasn't too big to fit in the freezer or wasn't electronic got put in the freezer at our old place so that in the event that it did have roaches or eggs in it, the, the, the cold temperature would kill it. Like I went above and freaking beyond 
to get away from these roaches. Like, because I'm not, I don't do roaches. Like, that's not, I can't live like that. That's, that's, that's not going to work for me. It doesn't work for me. It's, I have anxiety. I'm, I'm a neat freak and I cannot do roaches. So if you're going to live at the Stone Ridge Apartments, be pre- prepared to live with roaches. If you are going to live at the Stone Ridge Apartments in Upland, be prepared to live with roaches. Because it doesn't matter how clean your apartment is. It doesn't matter how often you mop the floor. It doesn't matter how often you Clorox everything. They are crawling up from the drains. And they won't tent it. They're just going to come in and spray a little something. And them roaches be laughing at that spray. They be laughing at that spray. I swear, they come out. The more we sprayed, the more they came. Make that make sense. How does that make sense? The more that I use my pest control, the more pests come up. That's not control. I'm, if anything, I'm gassing them up. I'm like, yes, queen, here to hit this. This is going to make you strong and virile to have kids all up and through my kitchen. <gasps> make it make sense. So what else would I say was part of the, the terror of living at Stone Ridge Apartments? Probably the lack of um, compassion and empathy from the people who work at the front desk. So there were like a series of unfortunate events that happened back to back while Mercury was in retrograde. (laughs) I'm gonna blame it on that because that was a crazy time. So first, um, I still don't know what the cause of the fire was, but there was one day where I was on my iPad doing my finishing up a French interpreting call. And I looked outside on my patio that faces my neighbor's patio. And I saw what I thought was smoke rising from his building. And it was like black smoke. It wasn't like clear smoke that could be from like a grill or whatever. It was the kind of smoke that appears when like raw materials, gas, wood are burning. So um, I ran out because I was like, oh my God, that guy has kids. Even if I hate him and his damn dog, I was like, sir, are you okay in there? Is there a fire? Is your building on fire? And he was, he ran out and he was like, no, no, everything's fine in here. Why? And I was like, well, there's smoke rising from what looks like your building. And so he went inside and put on shoes and we put on shoes and we walked through the complex to see another building behind his burning, fully engulfed in flames. I'll put, oh, I have a video actually. So, so yeah, um, it took them maybe like an hour or two to put the fire out. It took a while. It took a while because it kept like springing back up in like the, the attic or whatever in the vents. You could see it like little fire shooting out of it. It was crazy. So that happens. And like, I don't know about you, but they told me they were doing drywall here and sent an email and and called me like a follow up call to make sure that I knew what was going down in the community. Like you hear that in the background. So they let me know that that was happening. There was a whole building that burned down. We didn't get an email, a message, a voicemail, a, a, a messenger pigeon, nothing. It was not even mentioned. The The fire burning down wasn't even alluded to until, so the fire happened on Monday. And then on Friday, if you live in California, then you know about the Santa Ana winds. The Santa Ana winds are 
Um, forgive me if I'm wrong. I'm not a meteorologist, so I'm not exactly sure how if I'm describing this right. But from, from what I remember, the Santa Ana winds is a phenomenon when there is a a area of low pressure over the mountains. And we lived right in front of these mountains um, at the time. So it's a it's a it's when an area of a low pressure system comes down um, to the mountains and pushes all the wind that would normally just like be hanging out in the mountains at that higher altitude down into the valley. And so it ends up being I, I've lived on the East Coast my whole life. So I know hurricane winds. And when I tell you no wind has ever had me shook the way that these Santa Ana winds did, I was like, oh my God, are we going to die? It sounded like the roof was about to come off the building. It sounded like the doors were, it sounded like, you know, like the devil was trying to get into my house. Like, like it's not like the doors were going to fly off the hinges. It was crazy. I actually didn't sleep. Mostly because, once again, sitting in my living room, looking out of the window towards my patio, and behind our neighbor's apartment, there were three trees. And these, these things was swaying in the breeze. And then all of a sudden, I see the tree on the left, the furthest tree on the left, like tip a little bit this way and then fall out of sight, fall completely out of sight. And I jumped up and I was like, oh my God, babe, a tree just fell. But he was like, yeah, I don't think that, hopefully that's not what you saw. And we'll go check in the morning. And so the next morning we go out and... Surely enough, I also have pictures. Um, not, and it wasn't just that one tree. Ooh, so many trees fell. So many trees fell in our neighborhood. We're really like lucky. One, that we didn't live in certain apartments because trees literally fell into people's apartments. And two, that, I mean, there are trees in front of us that so other trees could have fallen and they could have fell. If they had fallen a certain way, we would have got hit. So we were really thankful. It was crazy that an apartment burned down they didn't send an email. And then when the winds blew all those trees over, they were like, basically, you know, we understand you guys are having a hard time getting around the complex uh, with all the trees down. We were hiring some contractors to get that done. So like, please be patient. And then they were basically like, if you have damage, call your renter's insurance or your car insurance. And if you've been displaced, um, call the Red Cross. So there was no empathy. There was no compassion for the fact that if you lived in an apartment and your apartment burned down, that's kind of traumatic. It's a little traumatic. Just, you know, even saying our thoughts are with those who lost their property. Um, if you need help with resources, you can contact the office. It just felt really cold and uncaring, um, especially after two, you know, first a uh, building burns down and then trees fall into people's, I mean, smashed people's cars and apartments. So just, it was just like, wow, these people don't, they don't care about us like at all. And um, then there was also the fact that after a while, they literally just stopped responding to my emails, like stopped responding. I'd be like, hey, I need pest control here. I know they do it on Thursdays. Can they come Thursday? No response. Hey, tomorrow's Thursday. I just want to make sure pest control is coming to my apartment. No response. 
the day of, I'm calling, I'm calling, I'm calling. I'm like, hey, nobody responded to my email. I need to make sure that pest control is coming because these cockroaches are ruining my goddamn life. Oh, sorry that nobody got back to you. Um, Yeah, they're totally scheduled to come by. And after that, I just was like, okay, babe, you're the one who has to send all the emails because nobody wants to respond to my emails anymore. Like, it was really disrespectful. Also, towards the end, um, we were having, not even towards the end, when it got cold, it does get cold in California. It's not like freezing, but it does get down to 30. So we had like a little cold snap here. And of course, we go to turn on our heater. That, that bad boy don't work. It was like, <coughs> no, I'm not doing it. It didn't work. And I sent an email and I sent a, like a service request for them to come fix my heater. And they would not come. I had to harass them for days and finally pull up in the office and be like, hey, when is somebody coming to fix my heater? Because it's been cold all week and all you guys gave me was some little space heater that's running up my electric bill and not keeping us warm. And I need you guys to fix it because I pay rent here. And the little girl at the front desk had a whole attitude. She's lucky I was in the middle. I was damn near this close to having an asthma attack, having to walk my ass up the hill to come talk to her in the first place. Or I would have been a lot froggier. I was like, I see you're nice and toasty in here with a fireplace. I would like to be toasty too, where I pay rent. So can you send somebody to fix this? It was just a lack of respect, of general respect, of y'all pay rent here, you pay your rent on time, we never have a noise complaint from you, nobody's ever complained about me, y'all never call me talking about, hey, the unit next door says you need to keep it down, or the unit next door says you're acting a fool, relax, get your dog, or get out. I don't have a dog, I don't have anything, I'm a quiet, mind your business kind of person. So it was just the lack of respect, empathy, not responding to emails, the fact that there were roaches all the time. Oh, and then they had this one raggedy ass pool man. So they had this ginger man who would deal with the maintenance of the pool area. And he was so rude. He was so rude. Like when I see other humans, when I interact and come across other humans and cross their paths, I say hello because it just seems like a decent thing to do. And he would never acknowledge me back. He would never say hello back. He was just rude. He would just walk right past you. There was this one time we walked into the pool area and walked past him. He wasn't in the pool area when we got there. We walked past him on our way to the pool area. I said hello. He didn't respond. That's fine. You know, fuck me. <laughs> Kept walking. So me and my boyfriend start to get in the pool. This man walks up to the walks into the pool area, walks up to the edge of the pool and starts pouring chemicals in the pool and is like, y'all can't be in the pool right now. And I'm like, you know, you're a raggedy bitch because you could have fucking said that when I looked you in your eye and said hello like a polite human being. But instead, you woke up this morning and decided I'm going to be a raggedy bitch and not respond with a hello. And you could have just skipped over the hello and said, y'all can't go in the pool. I'm about to put chemicals in it because you saw us wearing bathing suits with towels opening the door to the pool. And instead, you chose to be a raggedy bitch, wait till we already got in the water, and then start pouring chemicals talking about y'all can't be in the pool right now. Fuck you, sir. If you ever watch this, 
fuck you. You're a miserable prick. And I hope you stub your toe every morning. Yeah, I said it. That's what you deserve in your life. You deserve to wake up every morning and stub your pinky toe because there was no need to be that raggedy. So yeah, everything about the whole experience was raggedy. Um, So when we moved out, we left that apartment spotless. And I will also show you the pictures that I took of the apartment as we left. Spotless, right? Clean, everything. Vacuum the carpet, cleans all the appliances. Oven was clean. Uh, Fridge was clean, swept, swiffered, the whole nine yards. And they had the audacity to not only take my entire security deposit, but also tell me that I still owed them money on the pristine apartment that I returned to them. I shouldn't have to pay for you guys to, I don't I don't even know, I like, they said it was $190 to paint the apartment. What were you painting? The pictures that y'all took didn't show any paint problems. The fuck are you talking about? Like, it was just madness. Being in that place was already so traumatic and you guys feel like it's okay to take people's security deposit for what you would have had to do in between tenants anyway. Why should I have to pay for the maintenance that you have to have on your complex regardless? Like, I didn't mess up the carpet. There are some people who, we didn't even have pets. I never even spilled water in that in that apartment on that carpet. I vacuumed that carpet once a week. Like, there are people who have pets. I can't imagine what they charge the people with pets. If 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 me, my pristine carpet needed to be charged to be vacuumed and shampooed or whatever. They they said they charged me for apartment cleaning, which is like, what are you cleaning? The apartment was clean. You said it yourself. The, they couldn't even they couldn't even get us on the blinds because we replaced all the blinds. The blinds were in perfect, pristine condition. He ran to the blinds to see if that, because I know that's an easy little $300 for them to say, oh, we have to replace all the blinds in here. But they couldn't because none of the blinds were broken when we left. So in conclusion, I think what I'm trying to get at is that if you want to live a peaceful, calm life, do not live at Stone Ridge Apartments. Not to mention the fact that there were um, transients, who would literally live in the carports. Like this is where I'm supposed to park my car and then walk to my apartment after I park my car, like if I get off at night. And I didn't feel safe doing that because there were all kinds of people just wandering around the complex. Somebody parked in our carport one night. We had to find out where to park for the night because we couldn't figure out how to get the car out of there. Like people, when we went back to clean out our apartment it was like the sons of anarchy took over that whole complex there were these biker guys outside fixing their fucking bikes right outside in the parking lot mind you it says in our lease we're not supposed to sit outside and fix our cars and bikes so now all of a sudden we're not we're not abiding by the rules of the lease y'all be ready to charge people an arm and a leg to do cleaning that you're supposed to do regardless but the Sons of Anarchy can pull up with their bikes and tinker with them out front. Also, we had already moved into the new apartment. We got an email talking about some. Due to an incident, there's going to be 24-hour security on the premises. What happened? An incident? Was it the Sons of Anarchy? Was it while they were tinkering with their bikes? Like, what happened? So, yeah, just if you're in the, if you're looking for a place in the Inland Empire... 
do not move to Stone Ridge Apartments because they're not going to care when you tell them that there are problems. They're not going to rectify your problem. Hell, they might even say, screw your email. I'm not answering it. So yeah, that place is trash. Um, If I could give it zero out of five stars, I would, but I think that you can only give people one star. So I do plan on going and writing plenty of reviews um, just to warn people because I couldn't imagine if I had kids in there. Oh, 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 oh. How could I forget all the water shutoff notices? So not only is your place crawling, and I mean crawling with roaches, but every other week your water is going to get shut off. They're going to send you a water shut off notice. And they usually didn't know for how long your water would be shut off. They're just like, you know, it'll be shut off for a while. Just figure it out. And at first I was like, man, that sucks that they keep having to shut off the water because of the city of Upland. But then I contacted the city of Upland and I said, hey, my apartment complex keeps shutting off our water and saying that it's on you guys. Like, what's going on? And so somebody got back to me and said, your apartment complex refuses to upgrade the pipes underneath the building. So as a result, those pipes keep backing up into our system and we have to come in, shut the water off and fix it. But what we do on our end is only a temporary fix. Your apartment complex has been saying that they're gonna get a plumber to go in there and fix the problem for months and it hasn't been done. And as a result, we have to keep shutting off the water in order to make sure that their pipes don't mess up ours. So... Yeah, Stone Ridge, maybe you should get your shit together because making people live with roaches and then shutting off their water every week is disgusting. It's nasty. It's inhumane, really. And it's it's funny because they raised the rent so much in there. Not that I was going to renew that freaking lease. Even if they lowered my rent, I wouldn't renew the lease there. But it's the fact that y'all are charging like $2,000 for a one-bedroom apartment and y'all got people out there like they're living in the slums with roaches. And and it's like, if it was 2000 for a one bedroom in Los Angeles, I would totally understand. But in the Inland Empire, you're in the middle of nowhere. You're out in the boonies. You're in the sticks. So, yeah, just if you value your sanity, if you don't like living with vermin, if you want people to respect you and have some like semblance of empathy and compassion, do not live at Stone Ridge Apartments because you'll be miserable. You'll spend every single day trying to kill roaches, trap them, keep them out to no avail. You will be kept up night and day by barking dogs because they don't they don't take they don't make people take accountability for their pets. They just don't care. And um then you're also going to owe an exorbitant amount of money when it's time to move out because they're going to charge you for regular maintenance and wear and tear that they should be keeping up with anyway. So, yeah, um, that concludes this episode of Le Bon. Um, if you want to catch the visual version, make sure that you uh, uh, click the link to watch it on YouTube And follow me on TikTok and Instagram for a sneak peek of the next episode. Thanks for coming. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you take heed to my warning if you plan on looking for apartments in the Inland Empire. And best of luck. I know it can be really hard to find an apartment at a reasonable rent in this market and in this time. But, you know, with a little bit of 
pre-planning and, you know, making sure that you have all your ducks in a row, that your credit is good, that you have enough to put a first, last in security, like you can find the right apartment. I love the apartment that I live in now. It's, there's no, I don't have a pest problem. People actually treat their dogs really well here. So you don't hear barking like at all, except like, you know, when they're playing and stuff, but it's not like that consistent three hours straight. I've been neglected barking. Um, you know, if there's maintenance or if something happens, then they send you an email. They're very communicative. It's a beautiful laundry room. There's tennis courts and, and a gym and a pool. It has everything. It hit all, all my list of wants and needs in an apartment. And it was in the price point that we were able to afford. So, you know, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Good luck apartment hunting. And I'll see you on the next episode of Le Bon. Thank you for joining me.